one. Welcome back to another edition of It's Raining Mets, meteorologist Ed Russo. And uh, I am meteorologist Tom Russell. Always great to catch up with you, Ed, and catch up with you. We appreciate you listening. And, of course, we have a whole library of all these uh, It's Raining Mets podcasts that you can go back and listen to. Uh, but this gives us a chance to dive into things that we can't always get into on the uh, weather report that's usually about two, two and a half minutes. So um, lots to talk about, too, Ed. If you don't mind, I want to jump right in to, uh, as we record this, our first heat wave of the season, uh, some heat in May, 90s in May. And what struck me about this one was just last week, I was complaining that we hadn't reached 80 yet. So it's been a very cool April, early May, and we're just now kicking into the heat. So this is my classic complaint that everybody always says, we didn't have any spring. We went right from, from the, you know, the cool weather to the hot weather. Not true. We've had a very delightful spring. Temperatures have been very pleasant through April, through early May, and just we happened to hit an early uh, heat wave. So I went back and I checked last May. We reached 90s on May 23rd. So May 23rd and May 26th of last year. So not unusual for us to get 90s in May. And it looks like we're going to get our first 90 degree day very close to what we started to last year. Yeah. So the 23rd last year and uh, 24 or 20th for uh, this year. Was it so like just 90? Was it just like 90 or do we actually climb up into the 90s those days? Uh, May 23rd. So here's what we had. Uh, we had a, a pretty good string of heat in the mid, uh, mid-May of last year. So by the 19th, we were at 87, 88, 86, 88. And then on the 23rd, we reached 93. And then two days later hit 92. So uh, certainly some heat. But by the time we get to mid-May, late May, that is not unusual. We usually have a couple of days in the 90s uh, to get us going. So here comes our first heat wave. So what do you think moving forward? It looks like we cool down pretty quickly. Yes. But not a whole lot of heat in the pipeline. What do you think? Not after this little dose that we're getting, um, that we're getting this weekend. I don't think. I think it does look like we cool down nicely. We recover next week, but I don't see any big, big heat. It almost looks like we get stuck under some easterly flow late next week. Right. So that's what I was looking cooler. at. Yeah, that would keep us at or below average. Yeah, before. so I don't see any big ridge, any big heat uh, through the rest of the month. Uh, we could even have some showery conditions, I think, for Memorial Day weekends. That's something to watch. Um, so this is uh, just a little teaser, a little preview of what we're going to see summertime. So come June, what are you feeling about uh, the, the heat and the potential for a, a lot of heat? You know, I actually, I haven't really dived into June that much. I haven't really looked at it beyond. I've just been kind of paying attention to the last 10 days of May. So what are you seeing? So the trend is, you know, uh, we were above average and then April was slightly cooler than average. The first half of May was slightly cooler than average. So here in the middle part of the month, we're just now evening out temperature wise. So obviously the national trend or natural trend is to, to heat things up, but I don't see any big heat. I don't see an unusual heat. Uh, if you've been watching the nation, it's all been in the uh, West and Southwest and even uh, into Texas. Uh, that's where the heat has been. So I see that pattern kind of continuing where, uh, you know, the ridging is out west and, and we're more of, uh, of troughiness here in the east. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing is, too, about the heat that we're going to see this weekend, um, you know, it, our hot and humid days, you know, we get them when it's in the upper 80s to around 90. You know, you can get 
heat related illness and conditions like that. But Saturday in particular, I mean, we could be mid nineties. Yeah. That's a little unusual for that, us. Yeah. That's what in I was the middle of summer to get that hot. And I think the record is 94, 95. Uh, oh, oh 95. it is. It is 95 yeah. on Saturday. So the record is 94 for tomorrow. And then Saturday is 95 set back in 1941. 95. Yeah. So we could be, we, we could actually be flirting with a, or getting a close long to time it. record. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, you know, this is kind of like snow and that people forget what kind of conditions, um, how these conditions can impact your body. Like people forget mm -hmm. how to drive on the first snow. When you get to the first heat wave, you know, people tend to forget how exhausting it can it. be yep. in heat like this. And this is, this is, you know, this is definitely some heat. I mean, it's not like 90 degrees. It's 95 plus with some superhuman conditions. It's Plus, gonna, like you're saying, we haven't been used to it yet. Right. I mean, it's borderline. It's borderline um, heat advisory. Yeah, the Na the National Weather Service actually mentioned that they they didn't think they would issue a heat advisory, but we're right on the threshold, as you mentioned. Uh, I'm supposed to go to uh, Hershey Park with some family that's coming to town, and that's one of those places where hey, you're having fun. You're doing, and then you don't realize how hot you're getting, how dehydrated you're getting. And uh, and even sunburn because you, you haven't built up any kind of uh, tolerance or tan yet. Right. So yeah, there's a lot to think about with that first long heat wave or heat wave. And people when they're at amusement parks, it's you know a lot of people are drinking water, but they're also drinking a lot of fountain soda. Right. It's stuff that dehydrates you. Like mm -hmm. it feels good. It feels like it's quenching your thirst, but it's really not. It's not helpful. So yeah, you got to be extra careful about that because every time I've been in an amusement park on a hot day, you always there's always somebody that you can just see them at least one person that looks like yeah. they're having some sort of heat related symptoms they're calling first aid or whatever mm -hmm. all right so there's the heat there's may so let's talk about june 1st that's the beginning of hurricane season so if you've been watching not so much us but some other outlets uh, they've been talking about this potential for an early season tropical storm in the gulf of mexico so the gfs model was really buying into that and then all of a sudden it wasn't so you always got to be careful with uh, any hype in particular, but early season hype in particular. So it looked like this storm was going to form in the Gulf of Mexico. And now uh, that did not seem to happen. So what was your take on, on what you saw? Were you buying into it at any point? No, I, I mean, it's, it's almost like, you know, these, these weather models, they know what kind of pattern they're in and they kind of almost want to develop something. Right. It's like they, it's like they're getting overzealous in a way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um but yeah you, you always have to question I, I mean it looked like a pretty intense storm too and it's like okay this is early season maybe it's going to try to maybe there's going to be some tropical activity but yeah i mean pe there were some posts that i was were see i was seeing showing like oh there's a major tropical threat you just have to take it with a grain of salt especially this time of the year but um, i think you bring up a good point that the models have gotten so good that they've almost become predictive of their own uh, you know, they're almost victims of their own smartness that, that they can say, oh, we've seen this, this pattern before. So I'm going to carry this out in time and make it look like, uh, you know, this, the storm that we've covered at this point in the year in past years. Um, so they do have to be a little careful on that. And then what's frustrating to, frustrating to us as meteorologists is when all of a sudden the model just drops it for a myriad of reasons and then we got to kind of figure out okay well what was it seeing what did it miss uh and, and kind of look at all those factors but that also goes into hopefully making our models better 
but each of these is a learning experience, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a great analogy you bring up. You know, I've, I'm just, I'm just so smart that I get so confident that I end up being wrong all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. That was a joke. Uh, that might work with my wife I might be <laughs> I'm, I'm so smart I'm wrong all the time <laughs> uh, it's just it's just a downfall of being so incredibly I know <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so hurricane season uh, getting underway June 1st and uh, as we've learned this is definitely gonna you know it only takes one and for us it's usually a, a remnant of an old tropical system we saw Ida last year so it's a good time to be thinking about how you prepare if you're one of those places that can flood or you haven't uh, dealt with the sump pump in the basement that kind of thing it's it's time to start thinking about that yeah absolutely uh let's move on to a, a little bit of a controversy and you kind of uh, touched on this a little bit we had the potential for severe weather earlier this week and the national weather service came out and gave us what we call the enhanced you know as you look at the potential for severe weather we have marginal slight enhanced and it's kind of rare for a central PA to get into that enhanced portion. And, and we were, and there was a lot of hype about potentially damaging thunderstorms and they really didn't materialize. And a lot of folks were upset at the weather folks saying, you know, you guys made this big deal and then it didn't happen. So I was a little frustrated that, you know, a lot of times we have to play along with whatever the National Weather Service, you know, says that they're putting out warnings, they're putting out information. Um, so I know a lot of people were upset that it didn't materialize and I, and I fully understand that. So do we need to do a better job as weather people or what do you think our role is uh, in a bus? Or is it just to say, hey, we, we missed this one, it's a bust. Well, you know, I, I was, so we were having a weather discussion Sunday night about right. the threat on Monday. And there were two things that bothered me with the setup. Okay. And the first one was we might have clouds in the morning. And it turns out we didn't really have the clouds weren't the issue. It was my second concern was the fact that this was coming through late morning, early afternoon before peak heating. Correct. And we started to get storms fire late morning, early afternoon. But as they were coming through the area, they weren't severe. But once no. they got over towards Philadelphia and up towards southern New York, um they were going through at peak heating and that's when we started to see more warnings so i was a bit surprised and you know the the storm prediction center i mean they have fantastic meteorologists there sure you know um it's a great group of meteorologists and but i I will say i was surprised that we were put in enhanced because that was a big like if the storms were going to come through during peak heating, I would have understood enhanced, but that was such a, it was kind of a bad time for us to see severe weather potential because it was coming through earlier in the day. And that to me could have been a major bust factor. And that's what we were talking about the night before being a potential issue. And that's, I think what saved us from seeing a a bigger event. And I agree with you. And I I think that is our role is to fine tune, you know, storm prediction center comes out of uh, Norman, Oklahoma, the you know, they're, they're looking at the whole country. So the criticism here is maybe they painted too broad a brush, you know, too wide an area, like you're saying. But we have a role in that to fine tune that. So is there a way to put out the information and fine tune it at the same time? I know, I know I try to do that. You try to do that. Yeah. But the message gets lost and all the other messaging that 
people are getting on their phone hey it's a you know severe thunderstorm watch there's enhanced chance for tornadoes blah 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 and sometimes our nuances like you're bringing up get drowned out by the bigger picture yeah so i think in in, in a situation that we just had and i remember doing this sunday night i said you know the one thing that might save us from really strong storms is the fact that it's coming through earlier in the day and i said like that's kind of a wild card so i think it's in this case it's really really important to reiterate uncertainty and why it might not happen yeah but that's why people get frustrated though that's but they, but that, you, that that's that's something that the public needs to understand that this isn't a perfect science and we give probabilities out there see here's part of the problem people think that we are supposed to tell people what to do with the information we give them we give them probabilities or we do it deterministically we say hey there's an 80 percent chance we're going to have thunderstorms today people school districts are supposed to make decisions based off of that we're not supposed but i think sometimes they feel like they want us to tell them what to do and right not, but it, to, to your point though some of these schools were i i think one of them actually did they let out early and i was thinking that's the worst thing to do that's when these storms are coming through what are you right. doing yeah and so, you know, i don't how does that information totally get you know messed up like that yeah and and you know what these schools are prepared they're supposed to have severe weather safety drills in school for when kids are in school when these things happen so I mean, it, it does seem counterproductive to me to send kids home before a threat arrives. I mean, that's why we do these drills. So they're prepared on what to do while they're at right. whatever location they're at. So I, that doesn't really make sense to me. I don't remember being dismissed early when I was younger, when we had severe weather threats coming through no. here. And, and we had a couple major events in 1998. And I don't remember right. us no. being uh, let home early. So I think that's kind of a new thing. It, it definitely is, and I don't like it because it's it's a, some administrator trying to outguess the weather people, and it's it's usually wrong. Right. I mean, and, not that and, we're and, not that we're always right, but in that case, it would it could have been a, a very bad bad move. And here's the thing, you know, I remember when I went to school, we would be dismissed. Uh, the dismissal time when you take high school and you take middle school, elementary school, they're all being dismissed at different times. Yeah, all staggered. of them. Yep. And usually it's staggered, like you just said. So you start dismissing kids at 240. And then the, the, the kids who are um, the kids who are maybe in elementary school are dismissed at 320. And then you again, you got to add the, the time it takes to get back to your home on the bus from there. That's another 15 minutes. So you're talking about a, an hour plus of trans of a transportation period that's going on during the afternoon at the very time that these thunderstorms develop right you're much safer staying at school and riding it out right so 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 like let's say the school's looking at the radar at at, you know one o'clock okay Uh we can send kids home now well they're still going to be getting home at two o'clock some kids especially the kids that live on the outskirts of the district so you could have a full-blown severe thunderstorm by then yeah much safer to stay at school and ride it out and, and get the kids home a little late than it is trying to beat the thing Right. So I think I, I think people need to understand that they need to, you know, organizations, institutions and stuff, businesses, they really have to. You know, we can only give them so much information, but then they have to make decisions based off of the information we give them. Right. But on the other hand, like you just said, um, dismissing kids during the really the heart of when we thought this was going to develop is probably not the best idea either. Yeah, that, so, that one really bothered me. Really and bothered I don't me. remember that happening t- 
10 years ago. I don't know when that started, but they've done it yeah. in other places, uh, other parts of the country too. Yeah, I know. And, and that happened this time. That was one of the big complaints is people that, you know, altered their schedules and then the, it really didn't happen. And I know that was a big complaint to, there were a lot of meteorologists in Philadelphia who were also taking right. the same kind of heat. Right, right. So it's a good time, as Ed mentioned, to get your severe weather plan in place, whether you're separated and your kids are in school and you're at work or you're the school administrator, make sure you have a plan and, uh, and make sure it's executable and, and it makes sense. You know, think of all those factors that Ed just mentioned. Uh, and round those things up. So, all right, Ed, we need to wrap things up. I got to go uh, get to the weather cache. So, okay. All right. Tom, as always, great discussion. Really good discussion. Yep. I like this. Uh, yeah. About, about what just happened with the severe weather stuff. So as always, we, uh, we love doing this. If you ever have any uh, recommendations on topics, remember you can always uh, send us an email, comment on our Facebook page and we'll be happy to do it and it's and it's raining mets podcast on just that tom great talking with you you too my friend take care all right you too you're listening to it's raining mets